0: This is a story about a dude named Lane. He moved to the mainland and bought one place to stay. And then one day he went, tried to rent them out. And then he became one real investor, man. You guys listen to and watching episode 100. It's been, what, a couple years since I first started this simple passive cash flow thing. And it's come this far. And some people are probably thinking, hey, that's not uh, Robert Kiyosaki over there. You know, some people on their uh, Centennial episode, they usually have Robert Kiyosaki or a big guest. I just thought I'd bring my uh, good friend, Avi Goldbar, who's also a big real estate celebrity. Check his YouTube channel out at Real Estate Deal Talk. But uh, thanks up? for doing Thank this, you? Avi. Uh, hey, you're- man, my
1: my pleasure.
0: Yeah, This, this is, uh, is going to be a
1: fun time.
0: Yeah, I had an idea for this. And, you know, you're probably like the first guy I thought of doing this. Unfortunately, you're in Atlanta, so you're being a good sport and it's it's 10 o'clock your time. Appreciate it. You got it,
1: man. It's, uh, it's, it's going to be a fun time. Like I said, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a huge fan of what you're doing and, you know, what they say about good people. Uh, good people attract good people. And um, you know, I, I would say probably good people fall in love with good people. So directly or indirectly, I'm in love with you, Lane.
0: We'll, we'll hear more of that once we start drinking <laughs> more, right? Right, I got it. So this is going to be a drunken podcast, so we don't know what's really going to happen. My dog just ran in its kennel because he's a little scared. <laughs> but I'm drinking the uh, Maui Brewing Company Makawao beer here. And um, I mean, Bobby, I, I, what's your drink of choice there? It's it's evening time for you. It,
1: it is evening time. I got a, nice. I got some I got some Scotch whiskey. Nom nom right. nom. I just I'm just it's just this
0: bottle. I All can't right. even read it. So the format for today's show is going to be kind of a roast of me in a way. Uh, obviously, is going to be a good sport, go easy on me. But we've got some questions that you guys submitted. I fired off an email yesterday and see what kind of personal questions you guys came up with. And uh, that's where the, the booze comes in.
1: The booze. It's, I, I think it's all about the booze, Lane. You know, what? like, I think, so I, I, I will say just kind of, for me starting off, you know, following good people, following good education—it it just awesome information. And guys and gals out there that are actually taking action is super cool. And before we kind of get into a drunken fest of questions and you know why your last name should really be Kawasaki, I, I I I do feel like you are not only a thought leader but also an inspiration to many investors that are. Uh, jumping into the game of multifamily that don't really understand multifamily, and so for you to kind of pierce through that and saying, "Hey, I'm providing good information, good people, good insights," and watch what I'm doing, because you can do it too. It's not super difficult; it's just difficult in the beginning.
0: <laughs> and right. Once you
1: get started, right. then it's you know you, you you start you start kind of rocking and rolling. So you're you're awesome, man.
0: Yeah, and I think I, a lot of people are giving me a lot of crap about that theme song in the beginning how like sort of unprofessional, I guess it is. And maybe I do got to change that. I don't know. Maybe we'll talk about it in the future. On a, on a mastermind while we get on, but I want to bring it down to, you know, normal people's level, right? Because when they hear that stupid theme song, they're like, well, that dude can do it. Surely I can buy one rental. So that that's the biggest thing is getting started.
1: Yeah, I, I think I think a theme song, I mean, what other theme song would, would you like pawn off and use? Like you know, something from Teletubbies or something? That's, that's not very like inspiring to take action. That makes me feel like I want to go take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> no multifamily for you today. I'm, I'm going to go take a nap and then jump on my Kawasaki motorbike and then hop on over to Hawaii and then go hang out and drink with light. Right, right. That's that's a simple passive way of doing it, right?
0: <laughs> that's,
1: that's truly passive. It's like spend more time on the details of the actual travel than anything else. Exactly, exactly.
0: Yeah, let's jump into some of these listener questions. Um, I wrote some notes earlier today because I didn't know how how drunk i would be when i was doing this but um yeah i i I
1: it's going to get worse all right so question number one question number one how old are you
0: so i was born in 1985 so that's put me puts me right at 32 years old
1: yeah i i I, like 32 years young um that's that's good that's remarkable man like on this planet 32 years later still kicking yeah i mean i think how old are you abby now I'm, I'm, I'm old. I'm an 84 baby. Hold on. But what, is that another beer? Is that the same beer?
0: This is a different beer. This is the same. That's Molly a different brand beer. The limited that's, edition.
1: That's awesome. I, I, awesome. I still have this entire thing. I still, I still got this entire thing. <laughs> Yummy. So, okay. So you're, so what month were you born in?
0: September. '85.
1: September. Ah, oh. so are you in like, the, are you still considered a Leo? What's like the deal? Cause I'm an August 84 baby.
0: I guess I'd be a Virgo then.
1: Oh okay, yeah, that's too bad. All right, so quite Quick question, question number two. Question number two: Are you single?
0: No, I'm taken at the moment. I'm sorry, Avi. <laughs> I heard you. I heard you got married, and then it was just all over. <laughs>
1: right. Uh, I I don't even know where to start with that. Right. <laughs> all the ladies listening, Lane is off the table. It's totally, you know, all, all of our hopes and dreams are dying miserably. How much simple passive cash flow do you have coming in and from what investments? That's a good question.
0: Yeah. So this, cor- yeah you, know sh-
1: you know what we should, you know what you should have done for the next one? You should find out exactly who asked these questions and then we can roast them too. Well, like if it's a it's, bad question. This is a
0: fair question because I ask everybody that comes on the podcast this and it's kind of like, whoa, why don't I... <laughs> It's yeah, it's a good question because you, it's want a good know, question. you want to know where people are at on the advice they're giving. It's like you know, if they're they're like, "Well, go invest in bonds," and they're worth twenty million dollars, you know, that doesn't really quite apply to you.
1: That's a good point. So, so answer the question.
0: So, I'm sitting right at about three thousand per month right now. Kind of tough because some of my single family homes are kind of sucking at the moment. One's actually, you know, just not doing anything, and a lot of my syndications are starting to ramp up now. So kind of get off and rolling, but I think the, the biggest thing is I'm sort of financially free at this point. I mean, I have pretty low expenses. I, um, I don't buy too many things. Totally the, the millennial, the experiences over a bunch of crap. So it, like my mindset's more of can kind of do what I want, which makes me a little bit more aggressive to go after this business. of soul. the paycheck that I bring in from the day job still, all that goes right into the business. I mean, I don't really have to worry about food on the table is the big thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, I can clearly see, like, you know, you're you're spending money, right? Like on, on that awesome glass, right? Like that 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 glass, your is probably like a hundred bucks. Your microphone's probably, you know, a couple hundred bucks. The the amazing video camera that you're right. using, and like there's the no studio banner lighting. Yet, No, that's, that's yeah, awesome, yeah. <laughs> it's all the, no background. Not like the mess that I have in my room. <laughs> like I'm just <laughs> I'm just kind of chilling. That's cool though. I mean, congratulations on becoming financially free. I think that's, you know, that's the American dream, right? It's, it's to be able to do what you want with whom you want, whenever you want on your own terms. And you're, you're able to be so, so like hyper-focused on your specific goal, your objective, your investments. And I think it caters beautifully to who you are and your investment personality, right? Like I, you and I talk about it all, all the time on our brainstorming calls. Um, I talk about it a lot on the radio, et cetera, but like That's so crucial to gaining an understanding of what you even want to do anyway. You know, some of you listening, you might be thinking, Hey, I want, I want some passive income in my life. You know, I need some passive cash flow all day, every day. Right? So at the end of the day, how do I do that? Am I going to be an operator? Am I going to invest in multifamily? Am I going to invest in businesses or small businesses? And getting that understanding is like super crucial, right? Otherwise you'll, you'll, to understand that pretty heavily. Yeah. Um, and I think that's cool, man.
0: I, I think just want to cool. be like you and quit my day job and, and just uh, <laughs> live on the edge as an entrepreneur, right?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm kind of just making stuff up as I go. You know, like I'm the kind of guy that's just flying by the seat of my pants saying, you know, I, the only thing that I know that's going to happen tomorrow morning is I'm going to brush my teeth. Outside of that, I have zero understanding of like anything, that, uh, anything else that could happen.
0: Right, right. Now, I, I probably should quit the day job, but I'm pretty conservative. I mean, it, it's just great, like, knowing people like you, you know, like, and a lot of these other, you know, people our age that are kind of quit their job and they kind of do their own business and they're, they kind of just quit, you know, burn the bolts, as they say. Yeah.
1: I mean, and I think it's it's definitely one thing to quit, right? It's another thing to quit intentionally. And we can't be, we can't rush that decision because it's it's tough, right? It's tough leaving that comfort. It's tough leaving the security or the false sense of security that's created there. I feel like it's tough. You get into a habit. We're all creatures of habit. It's what we do. And we go to work and we come back. And sometimes it's easier to do that and not do anything else. Right. But I would encourage everybody to really take a look at what you've done. And understand that creating passive cash flow is crucial to that equation. And, and, and quite frankly, if you don't have that, you're kind of screwing yourself. So what right. are some of your healthiest habits? Like what, do you, what do you do? Do you work out? Do you do yoga upside down, blindfolded, raising capital for your multifamily deals, clicking mouse, and then, you know, like talking to me, doing this thing on a microphone? Like, what's, what's, what do you do?
0: Yeah, not as far as uh, the CrossFitter with the eight-pack guy, but I do do intermittent fasting. <laughs> Usually have an early meal at evening time. Don't eat till the lunchtime. Part of that came out of just being a cheap ass. I would get catered lunch at, a lot of times at work. So, you know, you don't eat eat a small dinner and then you don't have breakfast and then you just eat all the free food you want, right? And then yeah, be good for another day or two. So <laughs> good way to save capital. Yeah, <laughs>
1: I- I'm with you, man. I- I'm like trying to put on weight myself. I'm I'm right now like... I don't know, like I, I, I'm, I might be a mighty mouse wannabe, right? Like I'm probably gonna get there at some point in time, but I'm also an ectomorph, so I'm trying to put on ten pounds. And I just got this gigantic, like, ten pound tub of whey protein. Hopefully, like, I'll be able to add the ten pounds of the bucket in my body. So intermittent fasting is cool. Um, and you used to do paleo, which is like super, like, healthy caveman eating which is now what you're you used to do that. And now it's keto. What's the difference between paleo and keto?
0: I think paleo is more like it's a little stricter. Keto is kind of like just cut back on the carbs, the beer, like the crackers and, and those kind of empty carbohydrates and just try and eat more vegetables, more mineral, vitamin dense stuff. I hear it like from folks like yourself all the time. And, and like me, like, you know, once you figure out the financial stuff, now you start to tinker with all these other hobbies, like skinny guy getting bigger, you know, like right. try and get that six pack, right? Like right.
1: Can, you, can you imagine like what, if, if you and I started, started a new podcast or maybe I should start a new podcast, right? And the podcast would be skinny guys putting on weights and investing in real estate at the same time. That would be a little scary, I think.
0: It would be like two two opposite ends of the spectrum. Like people don't really know how to categorize you.
1: <laughs> I, I, I don't know, right? I I So I have this really weird Indian accent too, which I'm probably going to bust out in a second. <laughs> but I, I've been told that I probably shouldn't do it because it would... This, you're drinking beer, man. Didn't you just tell me you're doing this keto diet, no carbs? Stop drinking. It's not good for you. But anyway, going back to this Indian accent, I should probably do this more often, but then I'll get like an email... With like some Indian uncle saying like, "Hey, this is probably bad of you to do because yeah, it's it's offensive to all Indian people." But I mean, I think it's a little funny, you know, like a little bit. You you, you must understand. Just just little. maybe the maybe that might
0: be your your altered ego of the you know the guy with the deals. Hey, Avi, you want a good deal, man? Right. You know, like. <laughs>
1: Right. No, I mean, right. No deal. Absolutely. Yeah. Zero idea what you're yeah. talking. No deal.
0: It's 20% occupied. You know, <laughs> good deal. Right.
1: I have, I have some feeling like you're trying to sell me a deal right now. Yeah. Like, a, just like, trying a, to like brainstorm. a deal gone bad. Yeah, no, I, I, that's such a good idea. I was thinking about doing like this, um, you know, how you have um, Mike and Mike in the morning. I was thinking about doing like Dave and Dave or like Raj and Raj in the evening and like just making a complete like mockery of sports. All, all around the world and it would be like this like these two indian guys that have no anyway so you're doing you're doing paleo and keto and you used to do crossfit and you used to do a bunch of deadlifts and so you're doing all this stuff so you're you have a trainer who won the hawaiian iron classic and you keep changing your goals with that what's like your long-term vision with with health and fitness and how do you think that drives you does that does that drive you to do – or does that give you a lot more energy when you're raising capital, you're
0: out there? I, I think it has. I mean, they always say, like, if your fitness isn't there, then nothing's there, right? Like, the whole wagon falls apart. So it's, true. it's definitely important. But I, I've been just trying to find the, uh, the minimum effective dose of fitness, right? Like, you know, CrossFit's cool, but you go, like, three, four times a week. It's nice that it's only an hour at a time, but it's like, man, it's like so mentally draining, and it's like, I got out there shit to do, you know, like, I'm yeah. doing other things. Yeah. You no, know? I'm just not not just doing bicep curls.
1: <laughs> I can see you doing that. You, you 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 have your you know you have your laptop right. You have your laptop, and uh, on on your like left hand or like your left leg, and you're doing like, you know, twenty five yeah. thirty pound like bicep curls at the same time
0: and then calf raises too right
1: and calf raises yeah seated calf raises at la fitness which is a terrible idea but i can see you doing this because you know this That's is this is like what right? lane does <laughs> all right so what do you attribute so what is this? question number one two three four okay question oh, I number just four cut
0: and paste them in there as they Yeah, uh,
1: it's It works. This is good. So what do you attribute your ability to be prolific and productive to?
0: You know, I I thought about this question and I thought about you, (laughs) Avi. What? But I think you would agree that I'm pretty lucky. Like I I don't have that many distractions. I don't have kids because that's a big one. And I got lucky with a lot of my initial positive feedback and investing almost a decade ago. So those, you know, if you, if any of you have read the book Outliers, it's not only, you know, you're good at it, but you were kept, you have sort of the same set of skills, circumstances that's brought you to this point. I think that some of the things I do well is I work hard and I do it consistently. And I always make tweaks along the way. Yeah, I I, th- I think for me, it was, um,
1: it was uh, being raised in, in a small town, and probably one of like five Indian families there. Um, there was there was Indian torture, and so that's essentially what it was for me. It was like you're either going to work hard, or we're going to crack the whip. Um, no, I'm totally kidding. That that. Yeah.
0: Well, for a lot of you guys don't know, Abhi is electrical engineering. So yeah, he's no yeah. like psychology major or uh, comm major, <laughs> even though he's good on the microphone. <laughs>
1: Yeah, this is just, uh, I had surgery on my voice and now it just sounds amazing. You know, some people get plastic surgery, some people get Botox. I had my entire voice box just changed out from like a previous just washed up Hollywood producer. So my normal voice is just like, you know, totally like this, man.
0: Yeah. Well, like, you know, like today I was in a little um, conference or training session at work. And I had a call scheduled. So, what do I do? But I get a coffee. I have my coffee. I put it in the microwave. I go to the bathroom. As I'm leaving the bathroom, the coffee's done. And I go outside and take my call. I'm mean, like, who does that? Like, that's. It's, <laughs> Lane does that. Like, it's... if you watch, if you follow me through the day, I'll do a lot of weird, weird things throughout the day. It just.
1: You should have a camera crew. You should be, just be like, you know, the day in the life of Lane. And just, you know, let, let, let your company know yeah. that this is what you're doing. It's like a little self-starter, mini Netflix kind of wannabe video series.
0: Yeah, it just didn't make sense until 8 p.m. at night, right? They <laughs> right. all came together. All the pieces came together.
1: That's right. That's right. So looking back, so you've done a lot, right? You, you're, you're working full-time. You're crushing it as an engineer. You're uh, financially independent. You're investing all of your winnings in your full-time job into the business, What would you have done differently if you were to start all over?
0: I think a lot of it would be finding a personal mentor that would have guided me along the way. I have that now, which is pretty awesome, that calls me out of my bullshit, tells me I have shiny object syndrome, and I do all these random things that don't attribute to the goal. Yep. Um, First thing is figuring out what that goal is. But there was like from 2009 to 2015, 16, I was just another guy just picking up rentals, doing things haphazardly, thinking about doing a HELOC, thinking about refinancing, thinking about doing this at the market. And yeah, I was doing it, which is great, but it was just all over the place. And it just wasn't, there was no foresight guy helping me and saying, no, dude, don't do that. Right. It's just like making this podcast, right? You can screw around, do it yourself, or you can just tell, get someone to come over for an hour. Hey man, help me out. You know? Yeah. Yeah,
1: for sure. I mean, I, I agree with you. I think finding the right people and the right mentors in the space, it's, it's totally critical. Like, I wouldn't be where I am today if I didn't have mentors that like kicked my, just kicked my ass, you know, six ways, like all the time. It's, it's, you need to be doing this better. You need to be doing that better. And now it's the media piece, right? It's okay. I'm very much interested in, Identifying what in, what investors are. Did you just finish your beer? This is like your fourth beer. It's not even been like five. Oh my god!
0: No, just finish the rest.
1: No, it's it's good. I so I think having these people in your life is super super critical. And for those of you kind of wondering where you can go to find mentors, I would suggest to take a look at visiting with a couple of meetup groups. Um, jump on Facebook; they have a lot of good groups there as well. Connect with some good people, some good players. Check out the RIA groups, the Real Estate Investors Association meetings that you have there locally, wherever you are. You can be in California. You can be in Detroit. It doesn't really matter. But there are a lot of these folks that just come hang out because they also want to give back. It's your job to convince somebody that has an awesome track record that also attends these meetings that you're somebody worth investing in. And I think that's really cool. I mean, you got to do that. So I mean, you've spent a good amount of money on education. And I think that's a very important kind of vital component to anybody's overall success. What, I mean, what are some insights on how you determine which educational program is worth investing your time and money into? Because that's like super. When I started, I had no idea, right? Like, I'm just like, yeah, hey, just, just swipe a credit card and let's see what happens. And, how do you know which ones the good ones are versus those that are like kind of scamming you and all this stuff? Are there any ones that you recommend that you've tried that you enjoyed versus those that you're like, no, this is a load of crap. Are we actually calling people out on like good programs, bad programs today? Um, I no, think we no, we're one. actually
0: not. You know, we're not going to say do. we're Maybe the bad you know. people out there because my mentor taught me Okay, that's to fair. bad about others. I'm not going to go down that road, but – you're a classy.
1: I, you're a classy guy.
0: Yeah, maybe if we had this question, band, it'd be a different story. Or uh, maybe she got shoot me an email or something like that. Or <laughs> right. that
1: sending email now.
0: But but I think you and I are both aligned. With, like that's why we do what we do because I think deep down inside, one of the pain points, one of the things you're kind of pissed off about is that like there's all these paid programs out there and you don't need it, right? Like you everything's out there on the internet, and you can just look it up yourself. Um, but I think to, to distill it down, like. Figure out what you need. Like for multifamily investing, for example, you need partners to do deals. You literally need somebody with experience, liquidity, and net worth to go get a loan for one of these big 100-unit buildings. And for, and you you try and get it yourself, but if you can't, you got to go to one of these groups and get it there. But if you're talking about single-family homes, I mean, you don't need that. That ingredient is you don't need it. I don't know, what are your thoughts? Because I feel like you're you're aligned with me on this, and this is why you kind of do what you do too.
1: Yeah, I, that I I think you can go to YouTube and at least get a good foundational understanding of what's going on, right? But then reach out to these people and say, "Hey, this is where I am. This is what I'm doing." Don't talk a big game. Don't don't just don't do that. I think I think that's that's where a lot of newbies kind of get caught up in uh, that circle and saying, "Hey, I'm a, I'm I'm a CEO of." Of of um, I buy Georgia Homes LLC. Well, (laughs) you know what? You're you're not, and and everybody can see that. And it's not cool, right? Like, don't be bigger than you are. Be humble. Stay true to yourself. Understand what you're doing. Why? I mean, I'm not saying don't fake it till you make it, but just don't be like (laughs) arrogant about it. You know, don't just say yeah. I have I have a fifteen million dollar line of credit when it's not yours. Like, let's be honest like nobody if you're new nobody's going to trust you with a 15 million dollar line like that's not going to happen
0: yeah. but
1: i do feel if there are programs out there and you need to spend the money to give yourself to to give yourself a quick kind of kick in the rear then spend it as long as you can connect with some of the students or some of the some of the clients that have gone through that that have seen success and depending on how much access you also have to the mentorship, that's going to be important. I think for me, finding mentors that have always made sense has come in the form of going to industry conferences, identifying these people, and saying, you know what, I'm going to work for you for free. And that's actually something that I know you and I talked about And just me telling you, like, hey, Lane, I think you are dominating the space. I think you're doing really well for yourself. Is there any, If there's anything that I can absolutely do for you, let me know. And it's, it just kind of turned into a super awesome relationship. And for anybody listening and watching uh, this podcast, I think that's something that you should take to heart, right? Don't do it with any sort of expectation of, of anything in return. Do it because you ultimately want to help Lane achieve his goals. And I know that if you help him achieve his goals, that he'll definitely return the favor. So. Right. I've listened to uh, another question here is I've listened to most of your podcasts. I have a problem with that statement, right? It should say all of your podcasts, not most of your <laughs> podcasts. Whoever whoever this is paying attention, I've listened to most of your podcasts and I did leave reviews. Smiley face. Look at that. You even got an emoticon lane. Man, that's, that's like emotional. But can't say every single one. So apologize if, if I missed it. If you shared already, okay. How do, you, how do you manage employer-manager relationships after they learned that you were doing this real estate investing, air quote, side gig with the eye of quitting your day job? I'm sure quite a handful of your listeners work for companies that requirement of disclosing outside business activities that require either company manager approval or compliance clearance, varying levels of scrutiny, or maybe just a disclosure. What would be your words of advice or caution on how to best navigate this when one cannot fully launch into investing full-time? That's a good
0: question. Yeah. Just change jobs really every cool year or two. Yeah. And no one will ever know no right. that's <laughs> that, that's that, that's like the,
1: you're right that's like a total awesome right, yeah. yeah hey i know i'm doing really well and you guys are making a lot of money deuces like I'm yeah. piecing up
0: but well i did all right i did write this article about all these kind of funny ways like you know you walk fast at work to make look like you're you're one of those guys who are like oh you got stuff to do you know you got a lot of stuff on your desk to make you look indispensable you know, that's just kinda of humorous stuff, but I guess in on honesty, like I've kind of gone away from the private jobs and taken huge pay cuts to work for the government and, you know, non profits. So it's not like my I need to have like one hundred percent like effectiveness at work. I know it sounds bad, but look, I, I could get a lot paid a lot more. But I don't. I, I pick a job that fits very well with my side gig, which is sort of becoming my full time should be my full-time thing as of now, but I can handle both of them. I get the job done.
1: So you're saying identify, if you're looking for opportunities, or if you're looking for jobs, identify maybe something that could even be part-time that pays just enough so that you have still some time in the day to explore the multifamily real estate investing um, P- paleo eating keto fighting side of your personality right
0: well i'm not saying like go on and ever tell everybody you got a deal going live deal and you're looking for passive investors or you buying a deal yeah. in you uh, know right. alabama right like you know you just keep it to yourself you know tell people who you trust because there are a lot of clock watchers out there you know i think the job that i do a lot more people have not as much stuff to do so they watch the clock and they watch what people do. I mean, I think it's no secret that, look, I mean, I drive up in a Mercedes. Everybody drives up in Corollas. I enjoy doing that lifestyle. And, like, people are going to say things. But, like, <laughs> you know, look, I bust my ass, you know. When you guys are at yeah. home, Netflix, I'm working for another four hours every single day.
1: How much TV do you watch a week? Like?
0: Um, probably none. Yeah. No. I, I'm, like, but, 30 minutes a week. Yeah,
1: I I, like I kind of need to know like what's going on in the world, but then outside of that, I'm, you know,
0: is that news or something or
1: pretty much news, no yeah. CNN, but like just just good old fashioned news. I'm a huge fan of MSNBC, um, yeah.
0: You take the edge off with a little Shark Tank, huh?
1: Yeah, a little Shark <laughs> Tank, a little Shark Tank. Do I hear cops? Are they coming for you? What did you do? You left your Kawasaki bike uh, somewhere. I, I think that's what you did.
0: Uh, you know, okay. I, I live in Hawaii, where it's like a it, it looks like a Class C buildings out here, but Class A prices out here.
1: Yeah, I heard. I, so I one of my buddies went to I, I can't remember which island he went to, and he's like, "Yeah, it's it's like fifteen dollars for a bagel and cream cheese. How do you how do you manage?" $15. I mean, exactly. I, I have no problem swiping a credit card when I come back like to the continental US and you know, a bagel and cream cheese is like 250 It's It's crazy.
0: Yeah. I, I think the biggest thing is like the jobs here just don't pay enough. I mean, I, I took mm. probably a similar type position moving back home here to Hawaii, but it's like 30% less pay. And that's kind of like been my, you know, I've told you one of my big motivations is to build a platform and locally here to help people out here because it's tough, like good people, like they work their butts off, but you just can't survive on these wages out here for good, even good jobs. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense, but it is what it is. You know, you buy real estate, you, you kind of transcend all that, I guess.
1: Transcend. You should write a book called Transcend. Or after the after the current book, I I hear that you're working on. Yeah, I think that's just a, a rumor. rumor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, to, total to, no, total rumor. No, no. Yeah. No book. He's writing a fiction novel about a keto eating real estate investor, Superman yeah. driving a Mercedes to work.
0: But you know, I do think like people are gonna <laughs> figure figure this whole thing out. I mean, I am on my phone a lot, um, but I do get my job done right. That That's what I like working because it's for the people, right? It's not for some private company. It's for the people. It's like a public service job. So I do feel like I have a responsibility to them to do mm-hmm. get the work done. But I, I bet at some point, maybe in the next few years, couple of years, maybe next year, someone's going to figure this out and it's going to get pretty nasty at work. And things happen for a reason, right? You've heard that saying, and maybe that just might be the uh, the kick in the butt to just, you know, live like Avi Goldbar and just like, jump in full-time right <laughs> yeah
1: I mean I I I don't know quite frankly I don't really know what was going through my mind at the time you know I, I graduated I turned down a bunch of a bunch of job offers from the west coast and I'm like you know what I'm just I'm just gonna do my thing and I just I just hustled until it worked again the you know the keyword I think of 2017 right. and maybe this year and next year is hustle right but I, that's just what I did. But you had proof of
0: concept, right? So it wasn't just yeah. like left field; like it just made sense.
1: Totally, and I feel at that time I thought I could, if I could duplicate my effort, and if I can just stay consistent, and I can just meet my minimum living requirements, then that I would be okay. Right. And that's what happened. In, in fact, here's a very interesting story.
0: We talk a lot about syndications on this podcast, and most of the time, these offers are only for those with an accredited status, per the rules of the SEC. Now sponsoring the Simple Passive Cashflow Podcast is the American Homeowner Preservation Fund, a crowdfunding solution to the mortgage crisis in America, empowering investors to fund the purchase of distressed mortgages. The AHP Fund aims to keep people in their homes by investing in notes. It's an opportunity to earn returns while feeling good about making positive social impact. You can start investing with as little $100. You can learn more at investinhp.com. and if you want the free Burn Zone book, please send me an email at lane at simplepassivecashflow.com. dot com.
1: For the first two years after I graduated, this was two thousand six, like two thousand eight. I wasn't doing really well, and like I had, I had failed in my real estate uh, ventures in Detroit, uh, inner city Detroit, mind you, and that's never a fun time, especially just you know. It's just bad idea, and I moved to Lincoln, Nebraska, and and I was having a really tough time. My ex girlfriend used to live out there, and so I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna do this. Like, I'm going to figure out a way to like make all of this stuff work. So my my dad and I we were whenever we used to talk, and we used to talk maybe a couple day, a couple times a week. We we're always going at it, right? Like he was mad at me. I'm like, why aren't you understanding me, man? And it was a tough time. And so he, he sent me a check in the mail. And he sent me a check for $5,000. And I'm like, holy cow, it's five grand, right? It's like, it's a lot of money. Whole, like, what's going on? And I was burning a hole in my pocket, right? I had like a couple hundred bucks, if that. Barely enough to like pay rent, electricity, and like food. So here I was picking and choosing. And then I had this check in my hand for $5,000. And I called my dad and I'm like, what are the conditions of this check? Because you just wouldn't send me a a check. There has to be like, you know, conditions. He's like, yeah, there are. I'm like, what are they? He He said, condition number one, if you don't deposit the check, you can continue doing whatever it is that you're doing. Condition number two, if you deposit the check, you're going to come home and do what we tell you to do. And I think that, in that moment, I realized, like, okay, holy cow. Like, there's something that needs to turn on, something that I need to do that's going to propel me. And I didn't know it at the time. I was just mad at my dad. I'm like, this is bull, right? Like, are you, are you kidding me? You're, like, kicking a homeless guy when he's down here. He's
0: mind tricks on you, right?
1: He's a total, like, Jedi, like, you know, Indian dad mind trick.
0: Yeah. and to come back and live in my basement.
1: <laughs> hey, I am a millennial, but I'm not that kind of millennial. <laughs> So that's and, – and I decided not to deposit the check, but it, it kicked me in the butt saying, all right, you know what? I have to take more responsibility. I have to do more, and I have to expect more of myself than anybody expects of me, and I don't have to prove anything to anybody except myself. And that's what really then got everything kicked into gear for me, and I think that's kind of the
0: – Yeah, it just takes the one thing, just, right? Just, like, yeah, whatever the fuel. The, the click, I mean – that didn't work. Who knows what would have, right? Probably would have. I'm been with something you, man. Else, I'm sure, but
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm with you. So you have this work thing going on, and you're working at a nonprofit. You're kicking some butt there. You're kicking some butt in the multifamily space, and you have this you have this very authentic vibe about you. Like every time I listen to you, I'm like, okay, cool. Like I'm getting a good dose of lane. I get it. He makes sense. I don't have any questions, really, and I'm fully like absorbing what you're saying because you're genuine and you're and you're in the conversation instead of just like not being present with with me on on podcasts when i when I'm listening to you in my car um, so how how do you maintain that because it's difficult right like yeah it's difficult to maintain that realness with your audience and have them continue to come to you over and over and over and over again. Is it like a drug that you take? Because then I need some, and I, I, I need help with this.
0: You know, I think it's like, actually just shut up and listen, right? Like that's, that's, and it took me like about episode 40 to episode 50 to kind of get the hang of it. And now I can see it. So I took this, uh, this improv class, improv comedy. I don't know if you ever did that, Avi, but it's pretty fun. But I haven't like, taken improv comedy. I need to do that. Though. There's just one thing about like, just shut up and listen. Don't think about what you're going to say. Don't make it think about like, it's a witty thing, right? Cause everybody's all wound up. Oh, I need to say the smart, the funny thing. Cause it's improv comedy. But the biggest thing is about just listening and then reacting. So I think most people are mostly thinking about like, Oh, how am I going to impress people? I need to say something witty in a podcast setting, for example, but people don't listen. And it comes so it comes through so easily when you're not doing that. Kind of just being aware of that and just listening to what you're saying, hearing you, and just saying, oh, okay, absorbing, as opposed to just, okay, cool, whatever you said, I don't even know. But I'm going to say this, you know. It's a big thing, and it's really helped me you know, build connections with you know, a lot of partners I work with because people don't do it.
1: People don't do it. I, you took the words right out
0: of my, right out of my mouth. They just don't do it. Right.
1: And I feel it's these if it's the people that will complain because they don't do it that will give you a hard time about creating the lifestyle that you have because you know that the financial freedom gives you the freedom to do what you want. And I think for a lot of people that are interested in that, sometimes it, it seems like it's a little too far out, right? It seems like it's it's out of touch and out of reach and out of my reality. And sometimes these people are family until they come around like my parents did two years later. Sometimes these people are friends. Sometimes these people are siblings. Sometimes these people are mentors and that are just like, you know what, Lane, I think you're just a pile of, you know, like you're, you're, you're not worth it. You're not doing anything. What do you do to combat this, uh, this stuff entering your brain? Because Whatever you put in your brain is super, super important. And what you think becomes your reality. So when you have these people in your life saying, hey, man, you know what? You're, you're, you're full of it. You're just doing nothing with your life, blah, blah, blah. What do you tell yourself? And then more importantly, what do you tell them?
0: I think you just kind of figure out like who are the people who are doing what you want to do and talk to those people. You know, again, a lot of those people are very positive people and they don't want to crush your dreams. But a lot of times, especially like friends or family, they will say things because they just want you to be protected. Because you're kind of going off on a on a limb here and taking a risk and they don't want you to fall. Some people, they even, you know, the crabs in the bucket analogy. Where yeah. They, you know, you're trying to crawl out of the bucket kind of bring you back down kind of like or like you know they showed it in batman right that was happening in batman they they told her she couldn't jump up with that rope around her waist but if you know you stay around the right people you know you're you're the what is it the sum of five people and you yeah stick around those people you're gonna you're probably gonna make it where you want to be and just being consistent after that
1: you have a lot of listeners right you have a lot of people that trust your judgment you have a lot of folks that come on the iTunes or SoundCloud or Google Play, and they hear your voice and they get excited, and they're like, "Hey, well, I'm going to learn something when listening to Lane's podcast." And some of these folks probably wondering to themselves, like, "Who who is he in general outside of like this dominating guy in the multifamily space?" So, how would you describe yourself? to a complete stranger you've never met this person before they didn't email in with a question you haven't done a 15 minute phone call with them using your whatever calendar link that i have to fill out like 18 different fields to hit submit right this is even obvious this is all part of like (laughs) it's every single time bro so describe yourself to a complete stranger
0: i think i'm just a guy who asked the question why like why am i on this path of going to school, getting a good job, to work at that job, to get this income to put it into the stock market. I think there's some other way of to better way of doing it and I figured it out. And it's kind of like, well, I want to share that with other people who are willing to listen. So, for a lot of times, you know, I don't try and like fight with people anymore. You know, there's a lot of people that they go to a job, they've been working at it for the last 30 years. And I don't like like to pop people's paradigm. That's a big thing of mine. For a lot of people, the job has given them their sense of value in the world. That's their identity. And I don't want to pop that for anybody. But for people who are questioning the whole system, like how I did, hey, bro, come along with me, right? I just want to help other people do what I did. And I don't see it. I, I get really energized by doing it. So it's not like, you know, I'm doing it for any kind of goal or anything like that, but I generally enjoy it. And I, I kind of seen the the benefits of it come around where, you know, like a a young couple has kind of said, well, now we see it like next few years. Like now I don't, I can work part-time, you know, I don't have to go to work all the time. I, I see how this is all going to come together and we've just bought a couple of rentals, but I see how this is going to transition to the bigger stuff. And then now I can start thinking about actually creating my lifestyle the way I want.
1: It's interesting, once you, once you discover what the path is, you understand that the path isn't just one path, that it's an unlimited potential of anything that you want it to be. And the moment that you decide, hey, I'm going to buy two single-family homes next month or two single-family homes in the next couple of months, and I'm going to scale this from 3 to 5 to 10 to 50 to 60 to whatever number you want, or even if you don't scale, even if you just buy one, it's, it's, it's the manifestation of what your intention is in that moment. And that's the path of un, unlimited potential. You know, for those of you listening, if you haven't checked out The Secret, that's such a tremendous uh, starting point for a book. I mean, there are so many follow-up books to that that, that explain um, that explain the mindset piece significantly better, but The Secret's a really good place to start. And it really helps to facilitate this understanding that if the moment that we shut our eyes, the moment that we close our eyes, there's still an observer. There's still this energy inside of us that says, hey, there's stuff going on. You can hear it. You can use the other senses and figure it out. You can, you, know, you have the sense of touch. You have the sense of smell, hearing, taste, and you understand kind of what's going on. And that's the observer. And for the majority of us, we're still asking who the observer is. And getting to that point, I think, is tremendously important, not only for yourself, but then also for the people that you serve. So what? who's the type of person that you want to be? Uh, who, do, who do you aspire to be?
0: I always think about, like, well, what happens if you die, right, and you have this funeral? I mean, who's going to come to it? You know, And I've been to some pretty, like, not to be disrespectful, but kind of lame, like, Funerals where it's just like, oh, this guy, you know, he had, he had some kids, you know, he liked football, his football team, he liked to play golf, and it's like, okay, what did you do, right? Like, what kind of yeah. impact did you make? You know, it's fine. Everybody makes their impact in in certain ways, but like, I think it's cool when people like take a risk financially and like kind of get out of their comfort zone and try and help other people. I think that's the coolest thing. Yeah, you go and help, you can donate to charity and you do this and that but you know you you put your ass on the line and you sign on a recourse debt because you're trying to get your business started and you're trying to like grow this this thing and and um build a following so you can get other people involved into these good deals and get them out of wall street i mean that's like i don't know about like um all the slavery history but i heard like you know those people on underground railroad they're putting their ass on the line right and I'm to mm-hmm. say this is any, anything like similar to that, but you know, you can give money, but it, it, it's bigger when you put yourself out there.
1: And then I think that makes a very big and prominent st- statement to the universe, right? To who you are as a person and the type of work that you want to do. Um, going back to the underground railroad, right? There are many people that put their lives on the line to do and to help and their sacrifice did not go unnoticed. And I think that's really, really, really cool. Um, there's, I think there's a little part of every one of us that says, Hey, if I could be better, should I be better? Because it's really easy to get complacent with our lives. It's easy to say, Hey, I'm comfortable. But like you said, you've done the podcast. Now this is your celebratory 100th episode. And I think you are definitely feeling good outside your comfort zone. I have a pretty large comfort zone. I think yeah, we were your, talking your before. Your comfort
0: zone is big, man. It's before
1: kind of, kind kind getting I mean, started you're on even this. I'm not
0: wearing this. pants right now. I mean, you Dude, I'm YouTube.
1: I'm so not wearing days. pants. I'm so afraid. Like, if I have to, like, you know, stand up and kind of readjust might
0: forget, that. Right?
1: <laughs> I will totally forget, oh my god, yeah i I will forget, I'll be like, holy cow, and then everybody's going to see you know how neon green my boxer shorts are, like that's not something that I want to you know that's not a very classy look, we can
0: edit else. that out, possibly,
1: yeah, you know maybe maybe put like a i don't know, I don't know put 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 something else, yeah. maybe like blur it out or something, yeah, yeah, that works, <laughs> all right, next question, yeah. The qualities that you have today. What are the best qualities that you're known for?
0: Um, I think.
1: I feel. I feel like these are like some Tinder questions, man. These are yeah, like. Yeah. So
0: a lot of we we kind of switched over from to give the listeners a little context. We kind of switched over from the uh the questions you guys submitted, and then Abi kind of s- screwed me up, and he ha- started asking his own random questions.
1: Yeah, totally. Like, but, so like we're the, are starting to single? get
0: o- through these questions that I went to this. This goal setting set earlier this year, and they asked some pretty damn good questions about where you are and what you're who you are because you can 't make your goals unless you do that. not saying we did like anything like a an ashagandha uh experience <laughs> or we you know did anything like that, but you know you get really emotional and you kind of figure out who you are so that's this is where all these questions come out from that 's so, awesome so also- so
1: it 's like peeling back the layers of the onion until. You kind of hit the core of who you
0: are. Right. Because you're trying to find what the core you are, because then, then you'll find your resonance frequency and then you'll be off and rolling. Because if you just do this for money, you're not going to be, eh, you know, some people are really motivated by that. But
1: yeah. And you can really tell, right? Isn't that the funniest part of it all? Like you can tell, you can pick, you can pick that person out of like a lineup immediately right? Like who's in it for the money and who's in it to really change lives and create impact, not only for investors, but more importantly, communities. And right. I think that's really, really
0: cool. Right. I mean, I saw on a shark take, man, these, these gals, they were like, they were making this stupid, like holistic snack. And I was like, man, this is, that'd be cool if they, they put in whole foods, you know, Yeah. but they're like, no, we don't want that. We want to change the world. I'm like, yeah, let's change the world. <laughs> Hey, what man, that, what, what was that question? I for, totally forgot what you asked. <laughs>
1: it's like, what? I don't i I could probably answer this for you, but I, I want you to answer this. What qualities are you best known for today?
0: Being an engineer and being analytical is probably my, my biggest asset being authentic and being real with people. You know, I think a lot of people get that when they book a call with me and they talk on the phone that, you know, I got to figure out who you are first. Let's just, give you everything, but like, I want to get to know everybody on a personal level. Mm -hmm. I mean, I want to run a a boutique syndication business. I don't want to have like 10,000 people on my list. I want to have like a few thousand or a thousand and I know every single one of them. And I know exactly what they got going on. That's a, that's like a lot of people to remember.
1: Like I, I, that would be an awesome list. I think a thousand... I think keeping it like between you know your five hundred and a thousand, and really being able to connect with them, visit with them every year, um, that would be really cool to me. You know, like right. sharing experiences and saying, "Hey, this is what we're doing this year. Here are the lives that we're changing." I think that's really, really, really neat. Like that's yeah. stuff that, <clears throat> that stuff that you know we do with our investors is just really understand who they are as people. Because the moment that we do that, we transcend anything really financial and we get to that juice of life, which is so much more fun. So I I, I think that's, I think that's an awesome, awesome goal.
0: I mean, you want to see like the fruits of your labor, right? You hook this guy up with this deal or that deal, or you tell him to talk to this person and then you want to see it come back around you want to hear about it. I mean, I'm sort of selfish in that respect. I want to see what, what happens because of it. Yeah. That's cool. So what are you really good at? Doing things consistently, being strategic and being creative. I think I'm kind of a, uh, a wonder boy in terms of I, I daydream a lot. And I think of a lot of weird things to do and different avenues for things to do. I love internet marketing. I love like making deals, connecting people. And it all comes from thinking outside the box. How can I do this differently than somebody else has?
1: Whenever I connect with Indian people specifically, it's i enjoy is this talking a code
0: name for japanese people too <laughs>
1: could be it, it could be could this is yeah, asian yeah. people in okay. general okay right the, the indian subcontinent so i i always bring up this topic about like hey you know what you can do things differently or you can have like a combination of everything that you want it doesn't only have to be math and science it can be the arts it can be music it can be literature it could, but be, but we it copy. could be we
0: just we just easy rocks copy you know <laughs> Like <laughs> I know. That's show me that's, a tie, I'll copy. <laughs> <But
1: that's, laughs> so and, and I and I tell them, I'm like, listen, you you can have a imagine a life where you can have cash flow that it's it's all passive. And it's very difficult for them to understand that. I don't I don't know why that is. I think it's a good like goal. For them to have, but I think it's very difficult for them to grasp and say, Hey, this is what's, this is what's ultimately going on. And this is what I want because we're so ingrained in got to be an engineer, a lawyer, a, uh, what's the other one? A doctor, a
0: dentist,
1: a dentist, IT, I, I, IT, oh, yeah.
0: SAP in a large company.
1: Yeah, SAP and whatever supply chain stuff. Yeah. Like, I think it's cool. Like, if you love doing that, do it. If you have a passion for doing that, then absolutely do it. But if you're doing it for money, then you need to wake up and smell the roses because that's not what you should be doing. Right, right. So talking about life, and I'll probably ask a couple more of these questions. Um, where are you going in your life? Where do you, you, you have a really good foundation. You've set that really well for yourself. And you're on this super like hyper growth. I see you everywhere online, like you're dominating it or unless you're just like targeting me on your Facebook ads, where are you going?
0: I put you in there only.
1: Hey man, I know (laughs) brotherly love dude right there. So where are you going in life? Where are you headed?
0: I don't know. I mean, this is like where things get difficult, right? I just know I just need to keep working with good quality people, meeting more people, putting them where they want to be. And I kind of know where I'm going to be doing the next few years, which is, keep working partnering with other people on larger deals you know maybe you and i will probably work on a project together heck yeah and but i don't know what it is after that right like shit you tell me where you're going maybe i might do that too you know like i i don't know right like that's the cool part like it grows so fast and you know with all that financial um that glass ceiling it's gone right so it's like oh i don't know what i'm gonna do i mean good thing i sort of think creatively and sort of think about it but yeah who knows, right? Like, and that's the sort of exciting part.
1: I think that's really cool. Like, there, there are many people that are fearful of the unknown. And so there's the automatic glass ceiling. Right? It's it's a result of the fear of the unknown that we allow the glass ceiling to exist because we feel comfortable that we can hit that and then we know like our boundaries. And we put ourselves in this little box. But the moment that the glass ceiling is lifted and we give ourselves the gift of imagination and being able to take advantage or capitalize or use imagination to our, to the best highest possible good that we can. I mean, there's no telling what can happen, right? right? Like there's, I I had a passion for getting rid of one of the biggest evils that I see in this world uh, in the United States, which is financial ignorance and, financial illiteracy. Many people have the same vision. And it's because of that vision that led me from a podcast to a daily radio show um, to now a nationally syndicated daily radio show. And I just keep doing that and doing that and doing that, not because it's a whole lot of money, but it's because I truly love doing it. Like That's, that's the best thing. I've, I've written a book or two, but I'm not publicizing that a whole lot. Like I'm not, I'm not looking at making money as being an author. Like if, if really, if you want to copy the book, then just email me and I'll send you a copy. I mean, you're getting a copy for sure. Like a little note written and, and like my awesome famous signature. (laughs) But you know, I, I don't, for me, I make my money in real estate. I am, I'm cool with that. I'm comfortable with that. Everything else is out there for people to absorb just like you, man.
0: Right. It's just a means to get your message out to a larger audience, like to build a platform.
1: Totally, yeah. totally, totally, totally. So, what's your big why? You know, that's that's the question that is is a tough one to answer for a lot of people, especially syndicators and people in the real estate world, because sometimes we get a little jaded by the money that we're making. But you're you're not. You're unique in that way. You understand that money is a tool, and if you use it properly, you'll win. But then it also comes with a very specific responsibility, and that responsibility means means specific things to specific people right what is your why
0: i think to just create value for people um help people out you know a lot of people do just need like a little nudge along the way where they need a a role model or a contact literally a contact or something like that but i I think my why comes back to I, i just see it all the time like a young couple they struggle financially they they did everything their parents said to do, go to college, get a good job. They have good jobs, like an engineer, accountant, lawyer. Um, but like they just struggle financially. And, and, you know, especially in Hawaii because things are so expensive here and salaries suck out here, quite frankly, like it just doesn't, it just doesn't work out and like it just doesn't need to be that way. If you invest the right way, as long as you put yourself out there, take a little bit of risk calculated risk with the right people around you, I think you can transcend that and you will be better off in the future. But you know, I, I don't wanna make it all about being financially independent. I, I hope that I can get some people out and they get that freedom to do what they want. Whether whatever that is. It doesn't have to be curing cancer, but you know, somebody makes like a small business or does some kind of arts and crafts or like a pastor, for example, and now they can spend all their time because they don't have to worry about the paycheck, you know, getting people free. And I think I always come back to um, the Forrest Gump example where, you know, Forrest, he gets all this money from uh, his buddy, Lieutenant Dang who bought all the Apple stock and he gets it in the mail that they just got a shit ton of money and they're like, cool. And now like, no, I don't have to worry about that. Right. He, now he worries about other things and hopefully that's how a lot of people get.
1: Those are really wise words, and i I wanted to hear that from you. And i, I love that, man. Yeah. I think that's I think that's so so cool. We're um,
0: we're, we're almost We're almost to the end of these questions, right? It's time for the. Uh... It's.
1: <laughs> what is that?
0: So this is also a release party for the mead, which is uh, fermented honey wine. Huh. It's sort of like kombucha, but it's honey. And that, a little bit of yeast. That,
1: that looks really good.
0: It's good for you. A lot of cultures in here. But if I can just get it out of the bottle, I've had this in here for a month. So it's a lot of your real estate investors probably enjoy, you know, letting something simmer and then you reap the benefits a little later. Oh so. yeah. So this will take us to the end of the podcast, I'm sure. Hey, there you go nice cheers hey, cheers
1: cheers cheers that i uh, hey now i i need i need that recipe i'm going to do that next month march or april so i think i mean you hit the nail on the head really nicely there i think understanding who you are understanding your why and using that as a sounding board to make decisions and determine whether or not deals are aligned with your why business partners are aligned with your why and opportunities are aligned with your why and if we move and if we if we move that needle too much in either direction then we'll find ourselves going on a path and taking a path that doesn't necessarily align with us and the moment that we feel that way i think it's our duty to ourselves and the people that we're working with to say hey whoa you know what i need to take a step back I don't really feel comfortable with this because it's nine. It's not aligned with my true purpose. And I think one of the biggest things that we can do on a very regular basis is reflect on what our true purpose is. It's for me, it's giving back. It's offering my perspective, my voice, my, my weirdo kind of quirky personality to the universe and saying, Hey, you know what, this is, this is who I am. This is what I'm doing. Let's go have some fun. And that's what I appreciate about you. And, Now hitting the hundred on your podcast and continuing to do that in the future because you know that not only are you creating impact for yourself, but you're creating impact for your investors. You're creating impact for the communities. You're creating impact for your tenants and you're providing, you're providing other human beings with one essential piece of the puzzle that they need and it's shelter. And it's not only average shelter. It's really
0: right. good work, shelter. Work, workforce housing, right? Not for the rich people, right? Yeah. I mean, I think that's huge. There's a huge benefit. Yeah. I, I'm in that. the hood right here. It's like... You
1: did, you're are totally thing. in the hood. Totally in the hood.
0: <laughs> sort of.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, totally not in the hood, actually. Last big question for you. And this is, so we talked about your why. We've talked a lot about who you are the type of person you are, the type of activity that you do, the fact that you're 32, uh, you're going to be 33 this year, you're already passively financially free, you have the simple passive cash flow that you want in your life. Uh, And I would suggest for anybody listening to this, uh, one, there there are people that hold themselves to a very specific standard. And Lane is an individual, he's a guy that I know, that holds himself to a significantly higher standard than anybody else would expect of him. So he's somebody that you should absolutely follow. Make sure that you get in touch with him and his team, identify some of the stuff that he's working on, his syndications, et cetera, at simplepassivecashflow.com. He's also, um, at Superman Knowsall.com. No, totally kidding. That's not his website. <laughs> I haven't got but that But simplepassivecashflow.com is his site. So may, definitely make sure that you go check him out. Uh, so the last question, Lane, that I have for you is how would you want your friends and family to remember you when you're gone, when you're no longer on this planet, when you've departed, you've gone on, you've, you're, seeking, you're seeking real estate somewhere else. How do you want them to remember
0: you? Um, I just th- would think that if I could just get some people to get started on this stuff and get them to, you know, get them to tell other people and, and they, they trace it back to like, oh, well, they started to listen to this stupid podcast and they like, they, they dove in and they did it. That'd be kind of cool oh, wow. that they, that they kind of just started on this path because of me. And then to see that just multiply, you know, you follow the train, you know, the, I told these three people and they sold these three people and they told these other two people. I think that would be pretty cool to see the impact of that. That'd be a lot cooler than some of these other uh, gatherings at the end of it. Huh?
1: I think so. And I think.
0: And they I would think, have a lot more money. They could actually fly out to do it. Out, right?
1: <laughs> I think that's what life is all about. Right. It's, it's the impact. It's, it's the impact that you create for others. And it may not be immediate family. It might be, like you said, somebody that picks up your podcast and listens to you uh, later down the road, and they're like, "Holy cow!" You know, this one nugget that I learned from Lane has transformed the way that I think about my financial future and real estate investing. So that's really, really cool. I'm, I'm well, not thanks gonna... for letting me take over your podcast, man. This has been fun.
0: Yeah, it was awesome.
1: You still have a lot to drink. I so, so do I. I mean, yeah, I, no, I, normally.
0: I have, so I'll bottle this and then I'll
1: I haven't really been sipping this either. So, yeah, but nice. We'll have to do another one of these, and then we can actually talk about like I don't know. We'll we'll figure something out to talk about.
0: I mean, yeah, people. If you guys like this, let me know. It was kind of fun.
1: Yeah, a nice little nice little candlelight conversation.
0: I like that candlelight conversation. Couple of taking guys just hanging out on the internet, just hanging and out, talking to each other. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, this would not have happened in like 1995. Like, this is totally this. This is like the future.
0: Yeah. Separated by 3,000 miles, five time zones. I mean, it must be midnight for you. So, I, I appreciate you doing this.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's it's yeah. it's, it's it's fun. I, I'm a night owl anyway. Yeah. I'm actually not. I go to bed at like eight o'clock in the evening on uh, like school nights. That's just kind of how it. That's just how I roll.
0: Yeah. Well. <laughs> um yeah so folks uh appreciate you jumping on i don't know if it got sloppy or enough here at the end but um appreciate everybody's support over the last 100 episodes and uh check out obby's website there i'm sure you you can just google him there's no url just Abi gobar
1: yeah just just google me and you know what if you can't spell it the good thing is is google will auto correct it okay that's that that's how popular i think google thinks that i am but i'm not i i'm probably like the i'm probably i'm not that popular i think right. you are you are i think totally dominating me in that space right now I'm, I'm trying to like catch up to you you have like thousands of people that download your podcast every day and i have like three that's me my mom and my mom <laughs> That's
0: really. at least you have your mom i'm still trying to get a three-star review from my mother oh. that's been the hardest thing Maybe maybe after uh, I release the book, they'll actually be uh, proud of her.
1: I'm going to write her a letter. I'm going to say, (laughs) dear Lane's mom, please give him a three and a half star review based on his prior activities. I like it. Cool guys. It's been fun. Thank you very much, bud. It's it's a blast to interview you. Um, Everybody needs to go to simplepassivecashflow.com. Check out Lane, his story and just continue to realize that you are the only obstacle in your way from getting from where you are to where you want to be and uh and i think lane is a tremendous example of what you can do if if you put your mind to it
0: all right now's the time of the party the no pants party where we stand up huh, i'll d- d- really one two no. three